We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, December 19th, we'll be taking a look at tonight's 11 game NHL slate. Right? We got basketball later today, also. Feel free to tune into Grinders Live and Crunch Time later on the channel. But while you're here, hit that thumbs up button. You know how much I like the thummy thumbs in the morning. Hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to know. Whenever we go live, joining me this morning with with his dog, it's Tim with Emma Noodle. It's Emma Noodle. What what's the dog's name? Emma Noodle. Emma, the dog has a last name too, or is well, it just her, all one? Just Emma that, that, it, it's just Emma Noodle. Emma Noodle. That's her name. Emma Noodle Buell. Yep, Emma Noodle Buell. Okay, is she's, it a female or male? She's male. I, she's I'm assuming pounds. female. Emma. Yep, she's six pounds. So, yep. She's going to try to make it. And you brought her on because people wanted to see your dog. Yeah, I've got four four dogs, but this is the easiest one to have on the show. So, 
Does she have any picks? Does she got any locks? Uh, any she does. Today? She does. She does love to watch sports for sure. For sure, she watches a lot of sports. She's uh, she's 11 years old. We rescued her when she was six years old. So we've had her for about five years. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's there's Tim's dog. So everyone, everyone yeah. okay, people in chat, they like the dog. They like the dog more than I yeah. do. They're more than, well, they, they yeah. like me, I mean. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I want to see Tim and his dog. Not, not, not my, my ugly ass. Right. So uh, 11 <laughs> games late, NHL. Right, there's not much else going on tonight, so I mean, this is this is great. The the contest sizes are pretty pretty decent. Twenty k to first for uh, yep. the, the 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 feature GPP, and you know, previewing this slate. I mean, obviously, sign up for Road to Grinders Premium. Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Our projections are amazing. Okay, for NHL, our news and our content is amazing. Right, we'll get the slate summary. We'll get the expert survey. Obviously, you can get access to the Roto-Grinders Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. For any any news, anything that you'll ever need to know about NHL is in that channel. And, uh, I mean, I, isn't the lead on this slate? The chalk's going to be Colorado. The chalk's going to be Buffalo. From a, from a yeah. price perspective, like, if you're going to play some, if you're going to play, an ex, if people are going to play an expensive line, it's probably going to be Colorado one, Colorado power play one against yeah. Chicago. I'm, I'm assuming they have the highest implied goal total. And then Buffalo, Buffalo is like a minus 180 favorite at home against Columbus. And it's not like Buffalo is that great of a team. But if you take a look at this pricing, uh, I mean, look, I mean, line one and line two, I mean, you you feel free to play wherever you want at this point. I mean, Thompson is the most expensive at seventy three hundred, but still, like yeah. I think Alex Gooch and and Benson and, and yeah. Cousins and Paterka, like these are all these guys. Like two just fifty eight hundred, but everyone else is under five k. It's quite easy because I because I did it. I put it by hand to build a yeah. McKinnon power play one Colorado plus a three man Buffalo. As long as you're not playing like a Dolan. Right, uh, you know the, the yeah. sixty-one. But he's, but he's too cheap too. Right. I mean, Darlene is, is too cheap also. He's only sixty-one hundred. So I mean, uh, he he's a very very strong points per dollar value also. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like Benson and Tuck are way too cheap. So um, now just keep in mind. I was kind of like kind of uh, looking into this game. Just keep in mind. Um, Columbus's penalty kill is actually pretty good, but they are the second worst team in terms of goals allowed at five on five. So, I mean, I'm not stacking this team for the power play necessarily, but I'm just stacking this team because they're too cheap and Columbus's defense is absolutely atrocious. I mean, they are almost as bad as San Jose at five on five. Um, so I am... Not stacking this team necessarily to get correlation with the power play. Um, I'm just stacking this team because they're in an amazing spot and they're really, really cheap. However, but however, they are they are going to be highly though. Right. All, obviously, all of line one correlates to the power play one anyway. I mean, so right. That you know, right. that's one thing. But yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say they're gonna be chalky and 
when can Sabres chalk go wrong, right? <laughs> I also think yeah. I also think Tim Tim there could be a case to be made. I think I think Columbus. I mean, on the other side, yes. I mean, their lines are cheap now because of all their in uh, because of Jenner yeah. and Lane and all these guys being out. I mean. Yep. Line one is Gaudreau, Danforth, Fantilli, and like that's 4,400, 3,400, 4K. Line two, yep. I mean, you still got decent projections on like Marchenko and Voronkov and Chainikov. And, and I mean, that like, line two, that line two for Columbus, they're playing so they're outstanding. They're cheap, full correlation on the power play. I think that line two for Columbus is super, super sneaky. So, um, yeah. All right, but a game stack necessarily isn't really a thing in NHL. No. No. So it's not it's not the type of thing. I it's more the type of thing that you would play them the Columbus side as because like let's say you were to play Buffalo and Columbus, it's like you have too much money. I mean, this is right. like the like what what are you, what are you going to do with the rest of your lineup? I mean, you're going to just leave a ton of money on the table because your your center. I mean, you I guess you could do it, and you could play Varankov, Marchenko. Chinakoff, and you don't play Tage Thompson and you plug in like McKinnon into that lineup because you have a center slot available. And this allows you to play like Darlene and, you know, and Morensky or something, you know, like and pay up a defender. Right. So, you right. know, and I think there's a case to be made that you could play a game stack of Buffalo Columbus and then like a McKinnon one-off. And, yep. and, and now mean, we'll just get- keep in mind that we, we game stack in hockey like we game stack in baseball. It's not because of correlation. It's because of uh, they're both independently very, very good plays, right? It's not because of correlation purposes. It's because they are both both cheap, both in good spots. Um, so, like, it's not like a game stack like you would in, like, football or basketball where there's, like, correlation. It's like right. they're, both in, they're both independently strong plays. And so... But I do agree with you. This is a very, very viable game stack. Oh, I'm godlike in, uh, in in chat. Are we dumpster diving today? I think Columbus definitely yeah. is the dumpster dive of the day. I mean, Buffalo Buffalo is cheap enough, but I mean, they're a minus 180 favorite. They have one of the higher implied team totals on the slate, and they are, they're already cheap. So, like, Zach, to me, that's Zach, a dumpster that, yeah. dive because you, you, you're going to you, – the price you're paying – is the ownership on an 11 game slate. And you also have a lot of options. See, the thing is on Buffalo, it feels like to me that if you were playing one lineup and you're like, I'm going to stack Buffalo and you take, let's say you take four guys. So you're going to, you're going to take a defender and three, you know, wingers, centers, whatever. It's quite possible that you take four guys and none of them have a point. And Buffalo still scores five goals. Or, you know, something, something, maybe not a point, but you only get a grand total of two points because you took line one and line two scored three points. And you take, you took power play one with like Tooch and Paterka and Thompson and Benson is the one that scored. And Samuelson has an even strength goal. And like, you, it just seems like Buffalo, there are a lot of ways that you can play Buffalo that, it's a positive and a negative. I'm highlighting the negative of like, well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ways to build Buffalo lineups. But secondly, the positive is because there are a lot of ways to build Buffalo lineups, the ownership may not be as condensed 
on Buffalo as maybe outside of touch, maybe, maybe, uh, or Benson. But that's much different than Benson's going to be super chalky. Right. But but there's a a big difference between that and let's go to Colorado, right? Uh, On the road to Chicago, they have the highest implied team total. But like when you play Colorado, like, you're, I mean, it's very, you, you know, who do you play on Colorado? I mean, it's like, like you're playing probably at least one of the first line guys. I mean, you, you're pretty much playing power play one on Colorado to some extent, you know, yep. maybe you throw in, you know, maybe you throw in a Druin, maybe you throw in a, a Colton or a Wood as a cheap piece or something like that. But outside of this, it's like, it really comes down to, uh, do you play Ranton and McKinning together? and spend all of that money? Or do you leave out one of them and you use that to, so you could play like Tage Thompson? You could you could, you could play a 7K player, or 6K, 7K, 8K player from another team. But there's really only one way to go. If, you, if I told you everyone's playing Colorado today, like there's no way to avoid if you were to play Colorado. Like, because I wouldn't suggest going, well, everyone's going to play line one. I'm going to play the Johansson line and just hope right. they do. Like, like they... Colorado just is like it's all condensed. All their playing time and all their productivity is really condensed on a very small amount of players that I almost feel, Tim, that even though Buffalo is going to be chalky, mm-hmm. that I, I, I mean, because I'm going to be playing seven lineups tonight and I play mostly smaller field stuff. So like yeah. the smallest field stuff is like that, that 5K to first, like $40 contest which has like just under 600 entries i'd be more inclined to eat buffalo if i had a choice eat buffalo and then instead of playing colorado playing a team playing toronto playing edmonton playing another team that fits kind of that 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 salary profile only because like once i once i plug in buffalo and colorado it just feels like like I need all the chalk to hit in order to win, and I don't mind playing. Dude, I play chalk more than anyone else, you know, and because I think people don't play it enough in this smaller field stuff. But right. I'm not stupid, and I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna play all the. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play all the thirty plus percent owned people together in the same lineup. I'm gonna find a way. And to if get uh, if Devin if Devin Tays is still PP one, that brings down the price of that Colorado stack quite a bit. Um, I'm not sure what Kale McCarr's status is. Uh, we have McCarr currently projected out, but he's kind of like one of those, you know, you know, day-to-day game time decision type things. So um, if Kale McCarr plays, that that would send, uh, you know, Colorado salaries through the roof and make it very, very hard to play their PP1. But if Taze is still... Uh, quarterbacking the pp1 i think he's only 5300 and that's extremely affordable so that that brings down the price of that line and he would make that that line an absolute smash right my 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 dummy lineup putting stuff together like i know it's chalky i had uh taze uh nizhushkin mckinnon druin as you Mm. know like that's a so you it feels like once you plug in ranton into into a lineup like that like you're playing so you're it's very hard to even with Buffalo, you're playing the cheap, the cheapest Buffalo people in that lineup, and, and you're punting a goalkeeper. And you're playing a lot of ownership too. 
if you're right. playing, you know what I mean? Like you're playing the chalkiest expensive stack and then you're going to play the chalkiest Buffalo pieces. And then maybe you get away with it because you have a contrarian, you know, low owned uh, cheap goalie that may or may not have a ceiling game. If he has a ceiling game, then you're probably in good shape. But, uh, you know, you are eating a lot of aggregate ownership by going high-end Colorado, low-end Buffalo. Right. That's why I would rather pair, like, high-end Colorado with, with, the, with the Columbus side. Or right. in the mid-range, here's another team that's in a – they're the second biggest favorites on the slate. The problem with this team is sometimes they tend to spread production around, but they're facing the, the punching bag that – Maybe isn't as much of a punching bag anymore, but they're still a punching bag. And that's the Kings facing the Sharks. That's right. I mean, I take a look at, you know, their lines are a little bit clearer than they've been earlier this mm-hmm. year. So, like, I don't mind playing. Like, yeah, if you're going to spend up a little line one, Kapitar, uh, Byfield, Kemp, right? P- power play one. I mean, you could throw it in Fiala. You have Dottie there at 4,800. Like, I don't mind power play one of the Kings. I also don't mind, you know, line two. You know, maybe not power play two, but I don't. I, I never mind playing, like, Denault and Moore, those guys. I think they're a little over. I think line two is a little overpriced. Line one, I think, is, like, efficiently priced. I mean, you're not really getting that much of a discount with Byfield at 4,600 with his projection. But I just feel like the Kings at these projections are if you were playing if you were building lineups in lineup HQ, you would have to force your way to get like Kings exposure because Buffalo has better projections for cheaper and Colorado has like better raw points for the salary. But would you be shocked, Tim, if the Kings came out and scored five or six goals in this match? <laughs> no, I would not be shocked at all. Uh, they, they, uh, the Sharks have their, uh, worst, uh, worst goaltender projected tonight. So that's even better for the Kings. Um, yeah, so I would lines one through three for the Kings. If I was making say like, you know, 15 lines or more or 15 teams or more, I would try to get pieces of each one of these lines. Um, you know, even that line three, super, super cheap Cal Kaliev and Dubois, and Lafayette, like that's a super cheap line that I think they don't have to do a lot. And this is definitely a matchup where they could excel. So um, I think lines one through three are fantastic. I do agree with you. The prices on line two are getting a, a little higher than they normally are, but I love Kevin Fiala. So he is, he's the one guy who is not uh, too expensive in my opinion. I think that's a fair price for him. You could use them as a one-off or as part of a power play stack. Um, I would have no issue with that either way. Um, but you're right. The way that they're projecting, you're going to have to kind of like manually boost them in, you know, or right. elevate Especially them. someone like Kemp. Like like yeah. at 7,300, yeah. like he projects like two or three points lower than some other guys in that range that like you yeah. ain't getting. I mean, I could see if, if you just base it on price and projection, I could see myself even doing like a three man, like Kopitar, Fiala, Doughty. So I always like yep. paying up a little at defender for for ceiling, because mm-hmm. some people you know in the in the smaller field stuff, in the large field stuff, right. take shots on twenty seven hundred dollar defenders that could show up with 
a point or two out of nowhere. But in in the smaller field stuff, you get so much more of an advantage of get if you if you can find double digits at both your defender spots, you're just so far ahead of a lot of people in the contest that you don't have to be perfect in that in that in, in that whole lineup. But like when you get two or three point, when you get you know a guy that just has two block shots or something, or like four point three with like a, a shot on goal, like. Everyone has to play two defenders, and a lot of people are playing those types of defenders. I like playing the, the Dotty, or we talk about Darlene on Buffalo. Like I almost like Darlene on Buffalo in the smaller field stuff. I almost feel like I'd rather play him over over the more. I'd rather pay up for him rather than pay up for Thompson yes. and even Tooch or I, something I, just so I can. Just yeah. so because it's possible he shows up with three points and he's sitting there with like 26, 28. And it's hard to get that. It's hard to get that in a defender slot, right? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. So that's why I, I look my, at I, like that's why Tim. I look at Dotty. So I was like, okay, who are the guys that are priced decently? And I go, okay, give me Fiala. Power play one. Give me Fiala, Dotty, and Kopitar. Byfield is, I guess, okay, but I mean, there are better projected players for even cheaper than forty six hundred. That maybe I could save money there. So it's like. I just don't think much of LA is going to be owned just because if I ran it through lineup HQ, it just, you really don't get much of these, these, this team, even though their implied team total is pretty high. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that unless you, unless you like force them in, you're going to get a ton of LA Kings just running our projections, um, which might bring their ownership down a little bit, but yeah, they're in a fantastic spot. Uh, yeah. So, and, you know, uh, Dowdy is like an interesting pivot away from, uh, away from Taze too, because they're very, very similarly priced. Like Taze is 5,300 and Dowdy's 48. So uh, Dowdy's going to come in. Like if we knew Taze was going to play over McCarr, Taze would be way higher on than Dowdy. So he would be, make for a pivot, a good GPP pivot, and you save 500 bucks. So it's a good tournament play. Okay. So what other teams are on your radar that are on the more of the expensive end? Uh, Edmonton. Definitely. Um, so you, you prefer, okay. So you prefer Edmonton over Toronto. Yeah, but I get, I totally get what you're going with, with Toronto. Um, it's We're just Boston. That... I mean, like really, I look yep. at the expensive stacks as kind of Boston, Edmonton, Toronto. I doubt that i doubt that either of the three are going to be significantly different than do you do you see because obviously colorado is going to be the chalk on the expensive end i think if you play either of these three you don't have to really worry about ownership but who i always get the sense toronto and us and matthews is always more owned than i expect them to be it seems like whenever i play it seems like austin matthews Like oh no one's gonna play him and it's like oh actually he's le- he's more old than McDavid or Hyman or Pasternak or it just yeah. it just feels like people know who to play on Toronto they go okay I'm just gonna play Matthews Nylander you know Marner Tavares like it's very easy to go there as opposed to going to like it feels like you only want to play Pasternak on the Bruins like feels like you don't like stacking the Bruins and then Edmonton you get into like price problems where 
Like I prefer the Edmonton. I I prefer power play one on Edmonton. You play with I, David I Hyman and, and Nugent Hopkins. So right? the thing is, the thing is, the Islanders don't take a lot of penalty penalties, but they have the worst penalty kill in all of hockey, and they're going up against one of the best power plays in all of hockey. So uh, this is a big time special teams mismatch. Uh, the Islanders, like I said, they don't take a lot of penalties, but they don't play Edmonton every game. So <laughs> um, if I'm paying up for a high-end stack, um, it's definitely going to be Edmonton PP1. And, like, I don't – I think Nugent Hopkins is still only, like, 5,700. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, some, think, you, I think he'll be double-digit owned, right? 5,700. Uh, okay. But still, but still, like, even if he is double-digit owned, like, maybe he gets – I mean, this is a big slate. There's a lot of options. Maybe he gets 10%. I don't really care be honest with you i think that that's way too cheap the islanders really lean on um their goaltenders okay and they do have competent goaltenders but that can be very very fluky so if they don't get good goaltending out of sorokin they're going to be in a world of hurt so it's um i also don't mind if you're if you're playing a lot of lineups to play a little sorokin too on the other side uh, because he should get quite a bit of volume in this matchup. So, but this is a big time special teams matchup uh, mismatch. So, I really like Edmonton. I, I was trying to, I was trying to make like an Edmonton PP one, and then go with some of the chalky uh, Buffalo stuff to see kind of like where that would land, and then I'm gonna wait to see what projected ownership is later to see if Edmonton is in fact going to be as low owned as I think they are. No, I, they're going to be low. I mean, I, yeah. I, I play Ed, typically I'm of the type of person that plays Edmonton when Colorado is high owned. Right. Right. Cause I always consider playing Toronto and they always tend. It's like, Oh, Oh, no one's gonna play Matthews and Nyland. And then they come in at like 7% owned. And it's like, it's like, Oh, well Hyman comes in at like 1.7% owned in these contests and like, Oh, I'd much rather play Edmonton, but how about, how about Boston? What's going on? Yeah. We have Zacha, Zaka, whatever. I don't pronounce these names. Yeah. Right. Zaka. Ma- Zaka. And McAvoy. Okay. Like I was yep. looking at these guys. Like I was like, Oh, Boston with the great matchup against at home against Minnesota. Uh, I'm expecting flurry to be like, if you're going to play a cheap goalkeeper today, I think Flory is going to be kind of like the chalk chief goalkeeper. Uh, I thought I was going to get value, but with these guys back, it's like, like, yeah, they're like met like the Bruins come across as a very, a team similar to the LA where they have a high team total, but unless you force them in, you're really not, you're not going to get, you're not going to get money. You're not going to get Marchand. You're not going to get, McAvoy at all. I mean, you're not, I mean, it's kind of like you're either going to play Pasternak as a one-off or just like move on. Yeah. So this is another big time special teams mismatch. Uh, The wild have the second worst penalty kill uh, behind only the Islanders and the Bruins, I think have a top five power play. Sorry. Top they're eight in power play and Minnesota actually uh, commits a lot of penalties and they're playing in Boston. So uh, this is a, a very, very good spot for uh, the Boston top six, the Boston, um, 
you know, power play and Minnesota is on the second night of back-to-back. So this is a pretty brutal schedule spot for Minnesota. They were in Pittsburgh last night, uh, traveled to Boston. So this is a, uh, this is a pretty bad spot for Minnesota. Um, I do, I don't think Flurry is going to be the chop cheap goalie. If he is, um, good luck. Uh, what do you think is going to be the chop cheap goalie? I, I'm, I'm expecting, um, let me, let me look. I will, uh, I have not dug too deeply into goalies. I know one guy, uh, I know one guy will, and that that's the last game I wanted to talk about. I think, Ingr- I think Ingram will be owned, but is he that? Oh cheap? yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's 7,800. It's not like he's cheap. So, like, he's yeah, Yeah, Ingram Ingram's going to be very, very popular. Um, I would say that um, Logan Thompson might end up being somewhat popular, too, because Carolina should give him pretty solid volume. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Uh, Andre Fleury is projecting a lot better than I thought he would, than I thought he would. But I'm still not very interested in that. I, I, I wouldn't punt with him. Well, we talked about, uh, you know, you just mentioned Connor Ingram. Projection-wise, yeah. I've been looking at from a, ga- a game that may be a- off the board, maybe, and a game that pr- is priced well. I I wouldn't put it past Arizona-Ottawa to have a whole bunch of goals in it. Just finding who it who it comes from is going to be the issue, but like all these yeah. guys are priced. I mean, most of them are priced competitively. That, I mean, who's who's playing Brady Kachuk today? I mean, who's playing who's right. playing Josh Norris? Who's who's playing who's playing Ottawa players? Because you'd probably be playing like they they fall in this no man zone of like oh well you'd rather just go up for. Edmonton or or Colorado or Toronto and if you're going down you're going to Buffalo it's like they they fall in that kind of like LA range where I don't know it's not like you you don't want to attack Arizona and on the, on the other hand Arizona's cheap cheap like they they're yeah. more similar to Buffalo and I never have a problem attacking Ottawa so like why can't I play Zuckers Smaltz Maselli, Kraus, I mean, all the coolly, you can mix and match yeah. whatever the hell you want here. Maybe Keller's maybe a little too expensive, but you can play line two. You can play, you can, you can, you can play three of these guys. You can play Moser as a cheaper defender or something. I mean, I would, would I play both of them in the same lineup? I mean, I don't think I need to be that low owned in the contest no. that I play, but I'm just looking for ways where I'm not playing Colorado and Buffalo together. So it's like right. maybe I have seven lineups and I have Buffalo and Colorado as a piece of all seven lineups, but mm-hmm. never together. So, so it's like yeah. I have Colorado yeah. with Arizona and then I have Buffalo with Ottawa and then I have yeah. L.A. with Buffalo and then I have Colorado with with Columbus, you know, like mix and match it that way. So I'm like kind of looking for these like I, L.A. is one of those like mid range teams that actually has a good team total. But am I, am I, I mean, I'm just looking at the numbers and the projections. Can you give me a bull and or bear case on targeting this Arizona, Ottawa, Ottawa game. And especially Ottawa, if, if Ingram is going to be one of the higher on goalkeepers. 
Yeah, I I like that Ottawa call quite a bit just because Ingram is probably going to be one of the highest owned goalies. So, you know, attacking the chalky goalie. Um, and Ottawa is a fairly competent offense. So I really – and and they just fired their coach. So sometimes teams come out with a little bit more intensity for their new coach. Um, is this, this going to be the first – Tim, is this going to be the first game with their new sure. coach? So are we sure? Are we sure these are even going to be the lines? Are we going to have to look and see if they're going to mix stuff up? Um, I don't think they're going to mix anything up. I don't think they've had. I don't think they've had morning skate yet. But I don't think they're going to mix anything up. I wouldn't. I'd be. I'd be surprised if they mix much up. But you never know. I mean, we'll update that immediately in projections. It right. I just thought maybe, maybe there's something in hockey. You know hockey more that, oh, when a new coach comes in, it's like, you know, every, throw out everything. We, we, we're we starting from scratch, and who knows what's going to happen. I would say changes are, are typically minimal. I mean, there might be small changes, but not anything drastic. But I, so I, like, that, other... I like that. I like that Edmonton call quite a bit. Um, I think I'm trying to think of like, oh, like, you know, like Tampa Bay, I I don't know how mu- how much ownership they're going to get. Um, you know, St. Louis is really struggling. Uh, Jordan Biddington is really struggling. Um, the high end the high end pieces for Tampa Bay, like Kucherov and uh, Stamkos and, and those guys in Point, I I don't I can't imagine that they're going to get very much ownership today. So uh, they're playing they're playing at home which is, you know, obviously a, a good thing. They have a 3.73 implied team total, which is top, I think, four on this slate. So um, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to get very much attention at all. They would they would make for a great pivot away from the Colorado stuff. Right. I, I, I suspect if you just look at lineup construction, so – on how it will affect ownership. So we could go here. Like if McKinnon, for instance, like here's the chalky lineup construction. So if we go McKinnon, like we put in some of these, like like uh, Buffalo, like where do the put pieces ben- lie? So put, like yeah, Benson. Put in Benz. Benson, Tuck, yeah, McKinnon. Um, I think, uh, you know, put in Ingram as the goalie. Right. Um, but the, but the point of, the point I'm making is that uh, if you if people you you would want to from a, from a from a leverage perspective try to do the opposite of the lineup construction. So like for instance, if you took Nathan McKinnon out and put in uh, Austin Matthews, com- yeah. think of the combinatorics. So. Well, I'm just we're putting in this dummy lineup, right? So we have some Buffalo wingers, we have a Colorado defenseman and a Colorado center, right? Like yep. the expensive centers are going to be less combinatorically like different than the expensive wingers, only because there are more Buffalo value wingers than there are. Ex- like you understand what I mean by if I just took out McKinnon from this lineup and put in Matthews. Like it's the same lineup as the other one, just with another expensive player. But right. if if you were, uh, that's why I think guys like Pasternak and Kucherov, like yeah, if you take out if you put in Pasternak and Kucherov into this lineup, 
you can't pay up for a 9K center, which means that even though you could play one of these guys, like you could play, like if I took out, let's say, Benson and McKinnon, and I put in, let's say, Kucherov, Kucherov, and uh, well, who, who's a cheap, a cheap center? Like even like someone like Cousins, like you're playing Buffalo yeah, Cousins, right? Yep. You do something like that, and you play instead of Tooch, you're playing Paterka or something to correlate with the second line. Yeah. Right now you're so much de- like like you can still play the same teams, but it's it may be more valuable. Like Kucherov and Pasternak, I think will be lower owned than they should be, only because they don't fit in lineups with McKinnon, who's going to be chalky. And then right. if you're playing Kucherov and Pasternak, that's one less spot that you can put in the cheap Buffalo wingers and 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 those guys. So like ways to get different is that it's not only that like, oh, I'm going to play something completely off the board. It's like, no, you can still play kind of chalky-ish teams just in mm-hmm. different ways with different – it's like, well, I'm going to play Colorado. Like imagine playing Colorado this way. So let's say you still play Taze, but you play the power play and you play him with Rantanen instead, right? Instead of uh, McKinnon. So let's say you Mm -hmm. took up, I mean, I'm not a big fan of playing an entire Colorado power play line without McKinnon, but you can, if you were, let's say you take out, you just play Rantanen at 8,400 and you could do the same exact thing. So let's like, instead of playing McKinnon, you end up playing something like uh, Cousins and give me another cheaper, cheaper set. I mean, even like mid-range, you play Kopitar, right? Imagine yeah, playing Kopitar. a lineup like this and you play Fiala, right? You're still playing Colorado and you can even still play Buffalo. Like you play your Cousins. Like let's say you play Benson here. Let's say you still play, you could still play Taze. You yeah. can still play Dottie. Right, you could still do something, something like this. You're still playing Colorado. You're still playing Buffalo. You're just playing it in a way where most people are paying up at center and a little bit down at winger, and you're just doing right. the opposite of that. And that alone, I mean, especially in a 500, 600 person contest, contest, like you're good. Like you don't have, we don't have to go and go. Uh, do I play Philadelphia two today? It's like what? What are we? What are we doing? Like what? Why? Why you? Uh, should should we play the Rangers third line? It's like what? Where? What are you doing? Right? How about Chicago? Let's play Connor Bedard today. Like why? Like sometimes <laughs> I look. I'm talking primarily Tim about the smaller, 500 or less entry contests. But if you download right. these CSP, you see some of these lineups that I run mm-hmm. through our projections, and they're like 22 points lower than like my lineups, which are already eight points lower than optimal. And I just wonder, like, why why are people doing this? And the, and the large field stuff, that would make sense when you have to beat, you know, 10,000 people or whatever, five to 10,000. And you get mm-hmm. an off-the-board stack that's 1% owned that puts up five goals. And that's all, you're done. But, like, you don't need that in the smaller field stuff. So, like, when I say off-the-board is Los Angeles – some of the large field people will be like, is that really off the board? They, why wouldn't you be playing Los Angeles? Like, well, the smaller field stuff, I don't have to, I'm not playing Nashville second line. Like, I don't care. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. You're right. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't have to, you don't, 
Right. You don't have to go that far off the board in a, in like a four or five hundred person contest. Right. You really don't. But you don't also you don't want to be stuck, like I said before, going, uh yeah, I'm playing essentially kind of like everyone's double up lineup just with a two v two. It's like I'd rather get a little bit more different than than that. I'm also curious how how many people like do a full onslaught of Colorado, like play play all of the expensive pieces, assuming Makar is out, like go McKinnon, Ranston, Nushkinen, uh, Taze, and 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 Druin, like a full PP one. Yeah, how do you um, fit the rest of how do you how do you build the rest of your lineup in that? Well, I'm I'm doing it just for fun. Like I'm I'm putting all those five guys in. Adding, adding in uh, Connor Ingram, okay, and I still have twenty eight sixty seven left, so I could play spots. like a cheap, huh? For two spots though, for, for three spots, you have twenty eight. So average player salary is twenty eight hundred. Yep. Yeah, I can't. Play. I'm not going to play that. I'm punt three spots. Get out of here. I don't know. I think you can do it. I mean, there's often times I will. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of looking, you know what I mean, to see, you know, kind of like how. If, any, how if that anything, would go why, down. why not? What happens if you did that for Buffalo? Like, let's say instead okay. of playing. Yeah, yeah, line, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's say instead of let's going, which that. line can I play? It's just like, why don't I just play Benson, Tooch? Yeah. Like, let's, let's put this in. Cousins. Yeah. Paterka, yeah. Dolan. Right, we got middle stat. I mean, I don't know. We put Tage Thompson no, in go, there. Go, 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 Benson Thompson. Okay, and then go Darlene and Tuck. Um, right. So I got Thompson, Benson, two Tuck, Darlene. Do we want to take middle stat? I'm trying to think who the who Aterka? the last guy who. The, I'm trying to see who's the last guy is on that power play. Um, yeah, Patirka. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, Paterka, it's Paterka. Right. Yeah, yeah, Taking yeah. Fire, play one unit, right? Yep. Go Paterka there, right? Yeah. Now let's just in. throw in let's throw in Ingram just for fun, just right, he's just to have a placeholder. Yep. Arizona, Arizona. Where's Arizona? Oh, come on. Ingram. That leaves you 4,900. 4,900 for for three spots. No, but what I'm saying is that you could even continue with, like, let's say for, you take a look here. It's like if we're already playing, okay, we're playing the entire one unit and power play one. I mean, you could even plug in middle stat or cousins and get line two correlation here as well. Right. I'm just saying if you want to just stack the hell out of it, right? Right. Maybe not the defenders. Yeah. Like, you need another. Because you could do something like this because they're cheap enough that just Buffalo just runs them over. So who projects better out of these guys? Cousins, I guess. More so than middle stat. Yeah, Cousins projects. I was, I was, I was, I was even thinking like Owen Power at 3,600 uh, defenseman. Right. Uh, he's, he, yeah. But yeah, we could go Cousins. Right, like, and you could, you know, I mean, what's wrong? I mean, even if you took power, let's say you took power, you take both defender spots, you're fifty five hundred. I mean, you could play. I mean, you still can't play McKinnon in this lineup. 
right? R- right now. But I'm saying I, I don't I don't put it. I mean, this may be a little too much, but price wise, I don't think I don't. If you wanted to just play all the Buffalo and that whatever your roster limit is, I I I don't think it's. I, I just think, think I just think over. I think over stacking a chalky team is a way of getting contrarian with chalky pieces, right? Right. You know, o- o- over stacking them is is a good way of being contrarian while getting great plays in your team and eating some of what I consider is good chalk. Like I think Zach Benson is good chalk. So I want to play Zach Benson. And how do I do that differently? And that is to like, oh, you know, onslaught stack them. We talk about that in other sports too, like, like right. football. Just like in football. Right? You yeah. do that in football also. Right. 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 Okay. Tim, anything else? Uh, macro view on the slate. I mean, you could go through, obviously, for people that don't normally play NHL. Because on this show, I mean, people are tuning in for football and basketball and everything, right? This is a general right. DFS and player problem. Well, I mean, it's this is a big time correlation sport. You and I talk about it all the time. You know, you got to tell yourself a story. We just told ourselves a story with that Buffalo team, right? Like onslaught stack Buffalo. We expect them to score five or six goals. So what we did was is a, we overstacked Buffalo. We told ourselves a story that Buffalo is going to do very very well in this game, and we want full correlation. Right. So that's that's what hockey's all about. It's very similar to baseball. Like if you think the Braves are gonna go off, you want to play five Braves, right? So it's it's very, very similar. Well, check out our projections, our ownership, our content, slate summary, expert survey. That's all premium content. So click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month. But as I joke around all the time, the Discord. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord, you don't have to pay for. I don't know why, because I think the NH I think the NHL channel should be a premium channel with with what you post in there. Uh, but hey, if you're gonna play tonight and you're not gonna play, you're only gonna play sparingly, the least you could do is join the Discord channel and you can ask whatever questions you want. I mean, first yep. part of the season, I was in there asking questions because this is my first hey. Tim, this is this is only going to be my like twenty second ever NHL slate. So I come across it's, on the show as I think I know what I'm talking about, but sometimes I. But feel you, like I'm, you you generally you generally do though. You you pretty much do. I mean, you do. Um, I just look you, at the I understand. just look at the projections yeah. and I go, oh, these numbers seem high, and they're all together on the same unit. Seems like that seems good. Oh, this one seems right. I mean, like, I, what do I know about hockey? I don't know, not much. Right. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Maybe. See the th- types of thing, Tim. When you say, "Oh, this team has the worst pa- penalty kill," this is bad on five by five. This goalkeeper is off. Like that's all in the projections. So it ends up yes. being that that like, oh, I'm I'm targeting this team, and you're like, well, it's a great team to target because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, that's probably why they project well. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's, you do, you you don't want to double count, right? right. Um, I think I was. I just I just mentioned that for the people that might not know why you know right. a team is projected you know that way a certain way but yeah that is all baked in for sure 
but people can find you tasteful tides uh you're not much on yep. twitter but you are in the discord you and i'm Gabe. always in the i'm always in the discord right. with moneyball moneyball and i are pretty much always in there seven days a week pretty much anytime if you have got questions just add us in discord and you guys always post the lines no matter what it doesn't matter no matter if the what games are spread if the games are spread out like six different times throughout the course of a night you're still in there going you know here's the lines and also with the notifications of like Oh, this goalkeeper's out. Go switch, go switch it up. And then, you know, that's like yeah. eight minutes before the game locks. And then you look and you see the the original goalkeeper is still like 2.3% owned in contests. And you're like, oh, we, yeah, we've seen people... we've seen higher than that. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Even in, even in higher dollar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the value of always making sure that you're in the Discord. Because right. I don't even I don't even need a Twitter list. It's just like, dude. I just open up the NHL Discord and anything that's in there. And also anything news related is going to be reflected in the projections within like two minutes anyway. Yeah. So we, it's we, like we, instant, the best of we instantly we instantly update the sheet. So the projections are instantly updated. Well, it's great NHL content. So play tonight. 11 games late. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those dummy thumbs. Thank you very much. And uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. We got Grinders Live later tonight for NBA, as well as Crunch Time. Then tomorrow we got uh, we got any we got NFL stuff. We're leading into Week 16, right? Only three more weeks of the regular season of NFL. We Crazy. Got, you know, Crazy. Stuff on Christmas. Stuff on Christmas Eve. On New Year's Day. We got showdown stuff. We got obviously MMA is off for a while. We got soccer stuff. We got uh, everything. We got everything you'd ever want here. Uh, but uh, I always cover what, whatever, whatever is is in the you know whatever's going on this day, right? That's the whole point of this show, Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pickup on Roto Grinders today. <laughs> 